<laughs> Today, we are here to talk about falling in love with your voice. Um, I, I talk about this with the pure understanding that this is a process. I don't expect people to be further along in this process than I am. Uh, it took me a while to be able to, um, to really appreciate my voice. And I think part of this is made up in the idea that our voice has to be exactly what we want it to be in order to fall in love with it, right? Um, this is the reason why it's good to look at this in, in, in that holistic view is because we got to know what love is, right? <laughs> um, you know, love is not um, somebody being perfect and therefore they deserve your love, right? Like if you've ever fallen in love, uh, you know, if you've really fallen in love, then you were okay with their faults. You might not love them all the time, <laughs> um, but you were like, okay, if, well, if I have to deal with those faults in order to, to have the rest of what you have to offer, then gosh darn it, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I think if you're worried about... Um, like if you wouldn't ask it of somebody else, if you wouldn't, you know, for somebody you want to fall in love with, or the, if you haven't fallen in love yet with anybody yet, um, somebody you would fall in love with, would you expect them to be perfect? Would you expect them to get everything right all the time? No errors ever. All right. Would you actually kind of want to know what the bad stuff was so that you could know that you truly love the person so that you could know that there's nothing about them that would make you be like, no, I can't love you, right? You kind of want to know everything, especially if you're getting married, right? <laughs> if you're going to marry that, that person, <laughs> going a little far with this analogy, but like, if you're going to marry a person, like you, you kind of want to know what their bad stuff, what do they look like when they're angry? You know, what do they look like when they're really disappointed? Um, what, what is it going to look like when you're really angry, when you're really disappointed? Will they be able to still love you? And those are the things I wanted reassurance of before I got married, because if you couldn't love me, um, you know, in my bad and good, then we might not be the right match, right? Well, we don't get to choose our voices, so there's that, but we still... Like the bad and the good, we call the bad, bad, because, you know, we don't know how to handle it. Or it's not exactly what we wanted. So gosh darn it, who, you know, <laughs> I'm using a lot of gosh darn it. Um, you know, why would you do that to me? Or how could you do that to me? We really have this weird um, relationship with our voice, you know, and we do consider it a third party because we don't feel in control of it. If you've, if you've ever met a singer that sung for a long time, <laughs> you'll notice that they always call it my voice or when my voice does this, they'll talk about it like it's another person, another entity. Um, and there's a good reason for that because in order to really spend enough time where you're really getting to the point where you can sing intentionally, like you're going to have to realize it's not about me. It's not about whether I'm good or not. You know, it's not about whether I got it right. It's about what are we going to do together. And using, using your voice as a musical instrument is really how, when I was really doing music the way I wanted to do it, um, 
how I felt. I felt like I was playing my voice as an instrument. So there's an ease and like a safety and the kind of detaching from this, my voice is me, I am my voice idea. Because um, I always think of it as my voice coming through me, right? Like I have feelings and my voice um, shares them with others. I have ideas and I communicate that with my voice to others. I have love and I share that through my voice to others, right? Um, and so I think of that even when I'm talking because I'm way, um, I guess it depends on the setting, I'm often more comfortable talking than I am singing. And um, so a lot of times what I'll do is I just speak from my heart. I'll speak from what, what do I feel like I need to share so that I don't get too caught up in, am I saying the right words? Am I speaking? Did I mess up my grammar? Like all this stuff. And I worry about if people understand me. That's the only way I can function on video. Like, especially, you know, if nobody's in the room, I can't get the feedback. I don't see you guys. I don't, <laughs> right? Like, so I'm always kind of wondering, huh, I wonder if I said that in a way people understand. But I don't have time to slow down to figure that out. So I just got to trust that what I have to say is going to show up in a way people can hear. And I feel like the same process is, is necessary when you're singing. And if you get too caught up, like when you're by yourself, you get too caught up with yourself and your voice and you and da-da-da-da-da, and it gets this ego centrifuge, then it can, it can um, go downhill really quickly. So when you are practicing, make sure that you're, you're just tr treating it like practice. You're treating it like an experiment. What happens when I do this? What happens when I do that? What happens I do? if I did it more like this? What would happen? If I got really emotional, what would happen? If I pulled back the motion all the way, what would happen? Right? Like start experimenting instead of saying, oh, I have to. And then the other part of that is when you're, when you're ready to do it right, do it right. Um, which is, you know, <laughs> theoretical in a lot of ways to me as well. Um, that you are doing as if somebody's already in front of you. In other words, like it's a performance. In other words, like you don't get another chance and you just got to make the best of whatever happens. You don't have time to worry, ruminate, what all that stuff. Treat it like you have an audience or a person in front of you and you're just performing for them and seeing how that goes. That's the you know, next step of practice. Just see how it goes when you are doing it with the intention of sharing with others. But I know from personal experience as an introvert that if I don't have the intention of communicating to others and my voice gets really quiet, I get really um, muffled. And so I really have to decide, I want people to know what I'm saying. I want people to know how I'm feeling. I want people to hear my song, right? Otherwise, I can get in this really introspective, really just, uh, my voice kind of sounds like I just woke up and if anybody calls me and I wasn't expecting it, this is how I sound. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so it, it takes a very clear intention. So I talked about that a lot, a lot in, um, in my lessons about being intentional. So I'm going to go through some of the things that people wish 
they could change about their voice. So tension, like this just feels tense. It hurts. It's painful. You get to the point where it hurts. Um, that is usually because you're not using the breath enough. You're not sending enough breath because breath is what makes it easy. Singing can be as easy as breathing. But first, <laughs> you have to, to really start you sending the breath, like deciding to send the breath and sending the breath so it can make things easier for you. A lot of times we start kind of freaking out if we're going to get stuff right, and then we kind of shut down the breath in order to get it right. We slow down the breath to get it right, and that's when the tension and the locking up and I can't get there from here feelings start, okay? And so... First, you just want to make sure that you're sending enough breath. And again, when you're, something's going wrong with your voice, it's not that your voice is wrong. Your voice is perfect. I know that's going to take a while before you believe me on that one, but <laughs> your voice is perfect. So what are you focusing on that's getting in the way of your voice? Okay, so if you're not giving the voice the right tools or allowing the body to do what it does in order to make communication happen, then everything shuts down pretty quickly. So breath, if you're getting tension and, um, and even uh, especially in high notes, we tense up so bad when you go to high notes because it's high and I don't know if I'm going to make it. And, da, 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 da. and if this is what you're telling your body, then yeah, your voice is going to sound tense. Your voice is going to sound shrill. I'm going to go through um, a couple others so that we can hear a range. I don't know if I like the sound of my voice. Like I like how other voices are different than mine. Yeah. If you like how other voices are different than yours, then your voice is really special to somebody else. Somebody wishes they could have your voice. It's the same thing as the hair, the hair conundrum, right? Like some people, you know, curly hair people want straight hair, straight hair people want curly hair. But if you can appreciate somebody else's version of beauty, then you'll start to appreciate your own because there has to be something different, you know? God likes variety. <laughs> the whole buffet, right? Different colors, different textures, different everything. And if your voice exists in a certain way, it's because it was meant to exist in that way. And there is an impact that your voice can make in the way that it is and not because it can be something different. Can we imitate other voices? Can we imitate other sounds? Yes, any, any voice can sound like any other voice, but they, any voice cannot approach a sound like any other voice. It's a big difference. And um, again, that's something that, so, so a lot of these things, you know, I have to play out one-on-one -on -one in real life in order for you to get the, the, the tools, right, that can be immediately applied. But the first thing is perspective because all voice is in your, it's in your head right? I can't put, tell you, okay, make sure your thumb is on C and make sure that there's two white keys in between your, your thumb and your index finger and then put those down. I can't, I, that's not how I can help you. Your voice is 90% mental, if not more. Because even if I could, the muscles 
that, you know, at least your fingers, you can purposely move your fingers. The muscles that move your voice, the diaphragm and the muscles um, that work your voice box and vocal cords, therefore, um, are involuntary. We have no thought that can make those muscles move. So what do we do instead? You have to think the right way. Okay. Um, what to focus on. You can find a lot of that stuff in my master classes, but I'm going to point to a couple more things here. Um, and then somebody would like to have um, melodic sounds and, and thinks that they're tone deaf. Um, that's not a thing, guys. <laughs> there is such a thing as tone deaf in that um, people are deaf. Like it's, so it's like, um, but it's not, not most people aren't, right? Um, there's such a thing as being colorblind, but most people aren't, right? And even less people are tone deaf because even, um, you know, colorblind, you can still function in society. Tone deaf means that you can't even hear if somebody's mad at you, right? So you can't hear if somebody's a little like sad today. You can't hear um, if you're having an agreeable conversation or if, you know, if y'all are in a disagreement. So that's the level of, of disability that it takes for you to literally be tone deaf, okay? There's a difference between tone deaf and not able to match pitch. Okay, matching pitch is a skill. You have to practice matching pitch and you have to gain an awareness around what it feels like to be on pitch and off pitch in order for you to fix that, right? So that's a skill that can be taught. All right, um, so if you thought, oh my God, I'm the best singer in the world and then somebody has to come up and be like, guess guy, guys, like um, not everything was right there. <laughs> I mean, I think most of us know that not everything was right, right? But parts of it um, are probably landing and people can get like really happy about that and they're like not worried about the rest. But if you literally just have no idea, like, no, seriously, like everything I'm doing is golden. I feel so in tune and so in love. Like, first of all, I love these people because I wish I could feel that way. <laughs> all the time um but uh, second of all then um you're not paying attention because if you can have a conversation and know somebody doesn't quite like you somebody does not believe what you believe you're not on the same page with somebody then you're just not having that level of awareness when you're singing okay and then um the struggle is real, right? <laughs> We're going to get to the part where, well, yeah, I've some things I do well. I've gotten to the point where sometimes I am just like so amazed at what my voice can do. It surprises me in amazing ways. And I just, I want more amazing experiences. And it really frustrates me that I can't have those experiences consistently. I can't have it all the time. I haven't figured it out so that I can do it all the time. Um, this is more of a thing where it takes, it does take time. It's like something that 
um, you, first of all, you need somebody who can, who's giving you consistency that you don't feel like they're changing the rules on you. Right. Like sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's not, they can't tell you the difference between when it's okay and when it's not. And you, in a way that you can understand, like that becomes a problem. Like if you're not having that conversation and you can't, if you're having that conversation and we're not slowing down enough to the point where, um, like, so what part don't you understand? Like this part, this part, this part, right? And we can line those up and like, okay, so we need to build awareness around this and this part, we just kind of have to trust a little bit more so we can get the awareness around this. I know that sounds really vague, but those who've worked with me um, kind of understand what I'm saying. Anyways, just you need something that I call parameters. Check out the masterclass. There's parameters, I think, on the last masterclass of um, what does it mean to have parameters? Something that's consistent. And there's parameters in voice. Um, something that's consistent that you can be aware of. <laughs> I'll say it like that. There's parameters around voice. Um, and then just straight up uh, horn, brassy, thinner um, in places uh, that, oh, you not be able to get thinner in places that you would like to get thinner. So um, this happens with a lot of big voices. Some people say, I can't sing. Probably you have a big voice. Like if you really just all the time, you're just like, I don't know what the hell is going on with my voice. Never does what I want to do. <laughs> I know it's wrong and I, there's nothing I can do about it, right? Um, if you're somewhere in that in that range, then you probably have a really large instrument and it, and it really is not going to function well <laughs> without some kind of consistent understanding and, and understanding of how your voice works so that you can um, direct it, have that intention of direction with your voice. Uh, what happens is like a lot of, again, a lot of teaching is just about technique and they just give you the technique and they're like, do the technique. So the thing happens, do the technique. So the thing happens. <laughs> right. And so they might build your voice like a brick house. They might build your voice. Like, you know, now you have, now you have the strength. Now you have, now it's open and bam, it should just automatically work. Don't work that way. It does not work that way. Um, I know from experience, I, same thing happened to me. I left grad school um, not believing I could ever be a soloist. Even, you know, I had been hired as a soloist at the, you know, before then, but I just didn't see how it was going to work the long term because my voice was getting uncontrollable. It was like just what I would open up and then it was just like, wah. I didn't, I, I, I you know nigh on hated the sound of my voice and I couldn't sing softly I couldn't sing pretty I couldn't I wanted to be sing pretty sometimes maybe not all the time I think beautiful is different than pretty and I love beautiful singing but sometimes you want pretty you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want it to be easy you want it to be pretty to, to anybody including a baby and that takes a, a different approach right um and so yeah so what this takes is is uh, more of uh, understanding of the different um, checks and balances of the voice. Again, the parameters and how they function together and building a finer awareness around those so that you're not always 100,000% and it's out of control and it's too much all the time, okay? 
So I don't know how many of you noticed, but a lot of these answers are very similar without actual, you know, playing things out in songs and with particular persons, right? That's one of the reasons why I don't do like vocal technique videos online. It's a total waste of time. <laughs> like, not to be funny. It's a total waste of time if you don't understand what you're doing. Because somebody, if, if you're not getting feedback from an audience member, and that can be your teacher, that can be whatever, you know, anybody who's not inside your head, then it gets real confusing real quick and has to be somebody you trust. Okay. Uh, you can do recordings. So a lot of people go by recordings, but then you have to listen to yourself twice when times you don't even want to listen to yourself once, right? Like it's hard. It's not easy. Um, so yeah, so vocal technique is not to make you do the right thing. <laughs> vocal technique is so that you know how to consist consistently um, achieve similar results. Okay, and you don't learn vocal technique to get the vocal technique right. You learn vocal technique to get the music right. So the music comes first. And then, you know, what's the most efficient way I can create this music in a way that I can, and this is my, my objectives look sometimes different than uh, other people. Like, what are, as a teacher, what are your objectives? To make you the most beautiful song, singer in the world. Not my objective. It's not. My objective is to sound more like what you intended to sound. That's my objective. One of my objectives as a musician. To sing the music in a way that conveys the emotion, the presence, the beauty that was intended to be in the music. What is my, my top thing for performance? To be present, to be with my audience, to be giving them all that I have and to give it in a way that's in line with what I believe is beauty and what I believe is love and I believe is meant to be given in the song, which may not always be love, but presence mostly. That's what performance is about, just being present with people and having that connection and exchange of emotion and love and all that stuff. Love is obviously number one for me, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That all the exchanges can happen and I can create a space where they can experience all the things. They might not always be feeling love. Maybe they feel sadness or loss or whatever, um, especially in like shows might not be the best feeling in the world, but the cathartic feeling of just being able to express those emotions in that space. I love creating those spaces and I love creating them in a way that they can feel safe to do that. It's not a, for me, performing is not about me on stage. It's about the experience of the people in the audience, right? To me, that also really helps. Again, if I focus on that and them and the message I have to give, then I'm a lot less focused on the fact that I look weird today. I <laughs> got too much makeup on. I'm kidding. I, I like to wear makeup. I like to dress up, but it's not my everyday. How weird is this to the people that are watching? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, are they going to be like, hmm, at least you tried today. I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking, guys. <laughs> so that is what we'll talk about in voice. Oh, one other thing. There's one solution to all of this 
And again, I say voice is like life. This is why I talk about voice as a manifestation tool. Okay. Um, voice is like life. So there's one simple, simple and yet really hard thing <laughs> if you don't have, again, parameters and how to get there. Um, a fix for all the problems presented. Trust your body. Let your body help you do the thing. What, are your, what is your job as a singer? Your job is to know what you want to communicate. You need to know the words. You need to be clear on the notes. Just hearing them is clarity. If you can hear it, then you know it. If you're doubting what you're hearing, then that's probably why you're not matching pitch. Because if you're doubting it, then you're just trying to fix something that's not necessarily needed to be fixed. So you're always on the different thing than you, where you started. Right? So listening is knowing the note. Not making. Making is not knowing the note. Listening is knowing the note. And saying, having something clearly said is usually your vowels or your, or your words. Your vowels are what makes sound happen, right? I can't sing a note without a vowel. Yeah. So consonants usually are, per are percussion in the voice and uh, the sound, the notes are made, made possible by vowels. So if you're not paying attention to those suckers, and your voice cuts out, don't be mad at your voice. <laughs> you, you have to say a vowel for, in order for your voice to, 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 to do something. <laughs> like most cracks, like high note cracks, all that kind of stuff happened because we stopped paying attention to what we were saying. And it all of a sudden became about the note. Am I going to make the note? Yeah. Well, if you were thinking about the vowel, Am I going to say the vowel clearly? Ah. Now you have something to the, for the body to work with. Okay. All right, guys. Peace out, homies. Oh, I wanted to share. I will be doing a podcast this weekend. Podcast. No, an interview on Facebook. This weekend, the 27th. Um, we will be releasing our podcast. So ephemeral, if you haven't checked out our ephemeral podcast page, Shannon and I are going to be releasing a podcast on Friday. So check that out. And then um, I'll post notices, obviously, in the group for this. But yes, and then I just started my, my um, business page for my voice studio. So if y'all want to check that out, maybe like it, then um, that's under Manufa Harris Voice Coach. Okay. So I'll post information about these suckers. Oh, 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 oh. And next week, next week, guys, next week is going to be cool. Next week, we're going to do our, our get vocal. So we're going to get to get some tools to get started right away. And you get to do this in the privacy of your own home. You don't even have to like show up if you don't want to. But if you do, you get bonus points. And if you do get bonus points, you get prizes. So check out, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post a video on that right after this. So 
check that out. Okay. I will talk to you guys later. Bye, 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 bye.